going to come back. Dave Schultz, Linda Burton, glad to be back in South Louisiana. Great show for you today. We got Rob Brown from the Fan Upstate in South Carolina. We'll talk Clemson and South Carolina, that rivalry. We got Ali Cosell talking Pelicans. What's going on there? Are they actually going after Dame Lillard? And uh, we got Joe Lucia talking Major League Baseball. Trout is out. Otani's hurt. Uh, Rangers are good. Braves are good. Mets all of a sudden a little bit hot. Is that right? Uh, two six nine one zero seven seven. Still got that sign here. That cool. not going anywhere. Two six nine one zero seven seven on uh, one zero three three. The go. All right. Uh, so one of the things that was just really interesting uh, last week. It's even been just last week. It's just last week, right? It's only mm-hmm. been ten days, and I guess it's been more than ten days since you know paying attention with LSU making a tremendous run to the national championship and. I mean, I guess when you say it, I don't mean any disrespect. People are going to say it as disrespect. So I, I help me understand this. Gotcha. What you need? Because I don't get it. Okay. Some people around here think LSU and the Cajuns are rivals. Yeah. And they're not. They're definitely not. Okay. <laughs> there is a rivalry, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But they're not. But they're not rivals. All right. The yeah. the LSU Tigers. Play for national championships. They have mm-hmm. two of their major sports. If you want to include women's basketball, major sports. One national championships this calendar year. Mm-hmm. The Raging Cajuns, and I think it's fine, they play for Sunbelt championships. Which nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. All right. Uh, at best, the softball team, right, can maybe play in a Super Regional. Got a little unlucky with, you know, McNeese coughing up a six-run seventh-inning lead. Probably would have made it to Oklahoma and, or Oklahoma City. And with all due respect to everybody, right, everybody was playing for second place in softball this year, right? Whether you're, you know, UCLA yeah. or Washington or Florida State or I guess UCLA lost. But whoever, uh, whoever, you know, was going to Oklahoma City, they were all losing to Oklahoma. But the Cajun softball team is basically year in and year out, right? A regional team, maybe a super regional team this year, right? Baseball's been resting on their laurels, you know, for baseball since 2000. Mm -hmm. They don't play in the College World Series every year, right? Their best year was 2014, and uh, they were up one game to none to Ole Miss, and they lost that. LSU's going to try and win a division this year and then play in the SEC Championship again. Yep. All right. You all will be lucky if they play for the uh, Sun Belt Championship this year. That's right. And, 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 you know, the Sun Belt... West is loaded. Stacked. Troy, mm-hmm. South Alabama, the Cajuns, Southern Miss, stacked. Super stacked, right. yeah. And I don't have a problem with that. In fact, you know, when they when the two teams do play, not only because I'm here in Lafayette, but, you know, you know, the Cajuns are going to be the underdog, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, what the baseball team does, I'm sure it started with Skip Burtman uh, and then certainly carried on, you know, with Paul Maneri and now Jay Johnson, right? They go around... Uh, and not only invite teams to play in the box, which is going to be a thrill for most of the in-state school kids, right? Whether you go to McNeese or ULM or La Tech. You like playing at the box. You want to play at the box. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, they travel there, right? Tigers will come here every now and then. They'll go to McNeese. They'll go to La Tech. They'll go to ULM. So they make the rounds, right? Uh, we had a thawing in softball when Jerry Glasgow uh, arrived. And... You know, they, they played a home-and-home home this year, which is an outstanding thing to do. Basketball, it is fine. For people who don't know, they actually had a 
they don't do scrimmages anymore, you know, preseason scrimmages. So they do, a, they held practices uh, beforehand. I don't know if uh, before the season started, they had a practice uh, before the season. It was quiet and nobody knew anything about it, but the two teams did practice against each other. And, you know, maybe there's a thawing there, right? I don't know if LSU would ever do a home and home or if the Cajuns want to do a, you know, two and one. You know, they should play on basketball. Let's be honest. Yep. All right. They should play um, softball, basketball, and women's basketball. I mean, basketball. they should play. They they do play women's basketball. Okay. okay. You know, she came here last year. Oh, okay. I think Mulkey and the crew, her first year, they came here. See, Mulkey's not scared. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. So. Uh, but they, they should play softball, and, too. Well, they play softball. They mm-hmm. play baseball. Uh, women's basketball, you're right. They do mm-hmm. that as well. Uh, they should do football. Right. It's not like yeah. it's not like LSU doesn't play ULM mm-hmm. or Southeastern or McNeese, but they won't play the Cajuns. Yeah, that's right. very interesting to me because, like you said, they play Sun Belt teams. Why not play the Sun Belt team in the state and ber- generate a bunch of revenue? Right. Like that would make so right. much money for both institutions. Sure. Well, I'm not going to make any more money for LSU. Yeah, right? true, yeah, true. So, but you, you, yeah. I'll say this: if it's at LSU, you'll get more money than, let's say, if Troy's going there. Sure. And mm-hmm. they right? Oh, they, is that too soon? Oh, is that like a thing? Oh, Troy beat him? Troy beat him. Yeah. Last time time in, Troy beat him. And so Alabama does the same thing, by the way. Alabama won't play South Alabama. Mm, They they won't play Troy, and they certainly damn well won't play UAB. Is there a reason for that? I mean, mean, they're they're threatened. Uh, I mean, it's an odd deal. They shouldn't be threatened. Yeah. I mean, UAB, Alabama is the one who put UAB out of business. Mm. They they destroyed that that happened you know four or five years ago now they're back obviously but you know they they were destroyed uh, and eliminated the football program was eliminated because you know I think Bear Bryant's like great grandchild decided we don't want UAB football anymore because it's you know in direct cl- conflict with Alabama which of oh, course wow. it is not yeah not at all all right and so I don't understand it so now you got these fans going back and forth so I do get and I've discussed this uh, as well. You know, this is not, you know, the Cajuns and, and LSU are not Auburn, Alabama. Mm-hmm. It's not Florida, Miami, Florida State. It's not Michigan, Ohio State. It's not Army, Navy. Not right? Close. It's not A&M in Texas or Oklahoma in, in Texas. Texas. yeah. Right? It's not USC and UCLA. It's not Oregon, Oregon State or Washington, Washington State. Well, it's Florida, just not. Florida State. Or well, I mentioned all four Florida teams. Yeah, all three Florida teams. So it's not that, right? Because, again, one's a power five team and one's a group of five team. And yet, and maybe they're just trolling each other. I don't know. But you do have people, you know, all the time on the Twitterverse, you know, going after the Raging Cajuns because someone said Louisiana. Mm-hmm. You know, and from what I've seen, that's getting old. <laughs> like it is getting old. But here's the thing, right? They don't even want to call LSU Louisiana State. Mm. They don't even like being called Louisiana State University anymore. They just want to be LSU. So the school is called one thing, and the athletic program is called another. Unreal. Hard to believe. Right? And then you got guys like Chris Blair, and I love myself some Chris Blair. I think he does a great job in what a run he had during the national championship. And I'm seeing Doug Thompson. Was that for the, the game-tying home run? Oh. Or the, was that the was that the uh, t- Tommy White home run? I think Was it the go-ahead home run? Yeah. When he, I mean, he just walked out of there. It was hilarious. Talk about a walk-off. Uh, but then he's like, well, I just look up the name of the school and I go by that. So you look up the name of the school and it says uh, Louisiana at Lafayette. But, you know, it's, it says the same thing for Texas. University of Texas at Austin, he doesn't call it that. 
right? If he goes to Tennessee, it's University of Tennessee at Knoxville. He doesn't call it that. But he calls it Louisiana Lafayette because that's what it says. So so I, I certainly, and same thing with like Yankees Mets, right? Yankees Mets, Yankees fans don't care about the Mets, never have. Mets fans don't like Yankee fans or Yankees because they won all the time. At least, you know, most of the time over the last 50 years or so. But I've never seen LSU fans. Why would LSU fans care about the Cajuns? They They're shouldn't. winning a national championship. Uh-huh. I understand why Cajuns fans don't like LSU. I understand that part, right? They get all the funding. Yeah. They get all the money. They get all the notoriety. They won't call you Louisiana. I, right. I get like that. It. I get that, right? You need some people need to pick their battles a little bit better. True. I, I would facts. say that. I don't. I don't think we need to. You know, it does not need to be a all Twitter or nothing situation. It doesn't yeah. need to be. A, you know, my guy Nick Fontenot wrote a story. He claims he still gets grief for it. You know, he's an LSU fan. Went to UL and he wrote a column in the newspaper saying it's okay to be an LSU fan being a student at UL. So I gotta believe, and you know, that's me. I yeah. got the first time I'm ever on the radio here. I literally say, "Glad to be here." Uh, so a caller called in was like, "Tell us about your fandoms," and I was like, right. "Okay." Uh, I'm a big Pelicans fan, big Saints fan, don't really watch baseball, love uh, the Williams sisters, love Djokovic, because I, I do like tennis, mm. love Djokovic, um, not really the biggest golf guy, love Real Madrid, and I, and I went into college, I was like, when it comes to basketball, college basketball, I love, like I told you, I grew up a Georgetown Hoya fan, but now right. I just watch around, when it comes to college football, I'm sorry, but I'm an LSU guy. I know I went to uh, UL. I support the Cajuns, but I grew up always well, liking how, LSU, how many, and people got hot. Well, how many people are like this? All right? So many. I'm not only like you, but how many people, two parents, mm-hmm. both went to LSU, grew up in Baton Rouge, mm-hmm. both went to LSU, moved here because of work, mm-hmm. and raised a family here. But, you know, for the first 17 years of their life, Right, they're rooting for LSU, going to LSU games. All of a sudden, program or money or whatever the reason is, they go to UL. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they can't like LSU. Like that's so. That's that, so I mean, dumb. That's, that doesn't <laughs> yeah. make sense. To me. Both my All parents right. went to L. They they were from here, but both of them went to LSU. There you go. They took me to LSU games. I never went to UL games as a kid, but I support UL because I went there and my brother plays yes. there. So. so that's this is not Ohio State, Michigan, where no, it does not. You're not allowed to do that. All right. That, that makes it difficult, all right? So you, you grow mm-hmm. up a Michigan fan, you go to Ohio State, that's going to cause problems. Yeah. Same thing in Alabama. Don't think that doesn't cause problems in Alabama. Oh, going to Auburn. All right, Auburn, yeah. Alabama, that causes family issues. And same thing here. I couldn't believe it, right? When you get players who leave the state to go to Alabama or Auburn or they don't go to LSU, and people say they can't come back and work here, right? What? Because, I mean, what, I don't, anybody know what Dylan Moses is doing? Yeah, good point. Right? Now, that's a different case. Maybe that's a special case. Because he's like personal friends with Les Miles. Les Miles, Les Miles gets fired. He goes to Tuscaloosa in Alabama. All right? I don't know if people give leeway to that or not. But still, he ended up in Alabama. And they ended up injured. And never was the same. So can he come back to Louisiana and find work? Because he, need, he yeah. needs work. Or is he in Birmingham doing something? I don't know. So I, I, I just find this whole rivalry thing interesting. And now these guys from Rage and Review are going to go on with Blake Rafino. All oh, right. Okay. Now, 
Blake and I have had our issues. I'm impressed with Blake. What's he got, like 21,000 followers on Twitter or something like that? He's, he's built this thing out of nothing over the last four or five years. Right? I didn't know who Blake Graffino was back in, what, 2019, 2020? Mm-hmm. Now, he used to come on my show in Mobile talking LSU, and then I jokingly called him out. Uh, oh, that's the AYS guy. The AYS yeah, sports he bu- guy. He All definitely right. built that from All nothing. Right. He built yeah. that from nothing. That may be his full-time job now. I have I no idea. I think it is. All right. And so he's done a really good job of that. A little bit of a homer. A little bit of a homer. Big-time homer. So, you know, and, you know, he, he you know, pumped him up You know when they were going to play UCLA. They got embarrassed. Uh, pumped him up and... You know, if it wasn't for, you know, a, a big comeback against Florida State, pumped them up. So I called them out because I put money on it again. And I was joking uh, with him on Twitter. And he, he, you know. Took it serious? He took it too seriously. Mm-hmm. And then when they got good, he started, you Coming know, I got the receipts, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> which, which he didn't tweet at me. He didn't tweet at me, uh, you know, after the Tennessee ball game. But, mm. you know, when they started playing in for the SEC championship game, he was all over me, and then his sycophants came after me. I'm like, are you kidding me here? What's going on? <laughs> Dude, I was just joking. You know, settle down. People don't get your humor, Dave. <laughs> it's pretty much over the top hilarious, all right? <laughs> Although I did have to take down a tweet last week. Cause... Oh. Yeah, I'm have to get you to tell me about it all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it was, it was, I, I thought it was funny. funny. I was, I mean, I was, I was mocking. Don't, don't make any, you know, I'm not going to hide behind that. But someone asked me to take it down, and so I did. Okay. So I don't understand, you know, why LSU fans go after you, uh, UL. I mean, I guess they're just trolling, right? Because, I mean, Blake spends way too much time. There's no reason in a week where LSU is playing for a national championship I would never talk about that you, the Cajuns are on his mind. <laughs> yeah, never. Why would they be on their mind? And even right? if they, like, my thing is, if you're LSU, I'm never talking about UL unless we're playing them. Right, I right. do not care. I'm talking about Bama. I'm talking about Auburn. I'm talking about teams that matter to us. And then Rage Review did such a great job with that midweek thing, right? They beat them in the midweek. Oh, yeah, midweek championship, they made yeah. shirts and they had a parade when they really didn't, mm-hmm. right? And people thought that they did, which is funny, right? Yep, they still should have come out with a shirt. He did the right. He did the right thing that right, week, right. but. It, it snowballed to too much again. Well, now we're going after Pete's yeah. on a Monday night in June. Crazy. Pete's is advertising to have the LSU game. Come watch the national championship game here at Pete's. <laughs> and Rager Review goes nuts. That's Come wrong. on. It doesn't, like, do you not expect them to get business, like, want business? They're right. a local it's bar. not like the Cajuns are playing. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't get it. And, and They're I not for, a UL bar. And I, Well, they are. I mean. They, oh, no, 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 no. They no, are no. the official Raging Cajuns bar, yeah. sports bar. No, but I mean, but they're not owned they, by the school. You right, know? right, right. They pay for that, right? Mm-hmm. They pay to get that moniker. So yep. you know they're giving a bunch to the to the school. So, I mean, I get it while some LSU fans or some Cajuns fans get upset with LSU. But in my mind, right, 90 to 95% of UL fans are LSU fans. It's just the way it is. Yeah. They, they are not rivalries, and yet we got this big rivalry going on, and I don't understand it. And, you know, th- these guys are going to get together. I'm certainly going to be watching. It'll be next week. Uh, I guess it's on the 11th. We'll try to preview it. Well, I don't know if Blake will come on the show. He'd probably think I'll attack him, but I, I don't. I just want to know why he seems to want to go after them, and he's going to keep up the same thing. I saying, well, that's the name of the school. Yeah, but you don't call... Texas at Austin or Knoxville or Tennessee at Knoxville or something like that, right? And LSU, when was the last time LSU was called Louisiana State University on TV? They're not. Or look, the real name, the AM thing, agriculture, you know, hold on, right. I'll pull up there. Right. Is that, the well, real... that's what Rage and Review calls them. Is yeah. that what they are? Is no, that, that's their that, real name. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So no one calls them that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's take a timeout. Plenty to do. If you got reaction, give us a call. 
269-1077. I also got to tell you I met in Vegas. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, how are the Cajuns and LSU rivals without actually being rivals? Facts. We're back after this. Schultz and Burton back on 103.3 The Goat. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I'm looking for fuel injector cleaner. Right now, buy a bottle of Chevron Tecron Complete Fuel System Cleaner and get one free. Only at AutoZone. Will it also help with my mileage? Get everything you need to restore your performance in MPGs. Wait, is it good for trucks too? Whatever vehicle you have, you can find the right products and parts at AutoZone. Restrictions apply. 50% off everything is yours for a limited time through July 6th during the endless summer event at Banana Republic Factory. Celebrate the season with linen suiting, breezy dresses, timeless neutrals, and more. Only at your nearest Banana Republic Factory store. The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PBA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans organization has provided more real-time, ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PDA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PDA in fighting for theirs at pva.org. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. At four in the morning, my phone rang. They said, I regret to inform you that your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full time, and I was also then caring for Victor. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. There are almost six million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey, and we can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What I know about courage, I learned from my adoptive mom. She said sometimes you just got to hold on and know we'll get through this. Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. (laughs) No, you hold my hand. Here we go. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by AdoptUSKids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Thirsty for intelligent sports talk? Sounds like you need a little goat array. 103.3 The Goat. The greatest sports talk of all time. All right, Dave Schultz, Lyndon Burton, 
Uh, Dr. Brian Maggard is going to hop on the show tomorrow, oh, live nice. in the studio, 4 p.m. Oh, nice. I'm going to wear my good clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I did get into Ted Lasso, by the way. Oh, nice. Did the mic go down? Um, no, I don't. I think we're still on air, Hello. but I think uh, our hearing. Oh, there we go. Um, yeah, technical go- difficulties. Are I we haven't. What's going on? Oh, there uh, we go. Oh, you can hear it now? Okay. I, well, I, I mean, I've got brand new headsets. Is that the problem? Is the headset? No, it's the system because I got my headphones as well. Yeah, this is. Is it a- not just hearing or can you. No, we're, we're live. It has nothing. It's it's us in here. Okay. Yeah, no. All right. Yeah, this is a us problem. So we might have to just All right. talk well, without it. Well, that's going to be a problem if we have a phone call. True, true, true. I'll go, I'll go get Matt, see if we can fix this. Okay. Let's see. Uh, now. Maybe now? Trying to. Oh, now it works. There we go. Kind of. Not really. Why is it? Okay. It's coming in and there out. There we go. Okay. What? There we go. Live radio. Yeah, weird. Can you turn up that? Turn up in the headphones. Because I can turn, yeah. The problem is this keeps going in the queue un, un, unnecessarily. Look. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm going to go get mad. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully it stops. Uh, all right, we well, wait. Yeah, wait until yeah. we have a commercial break. All right. Also, I'm going to say, so I don't know if this is controversial or not, and I'll be the first to tell you that I, I, you know, spending over a decade in baseball, got my fill of it. Mm-hmm. Fireworks may be the most overrated thing ever. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um... I'm not nothing anti- good comes from fireworks. I'm not anti fireworks, but I'm not pro fireworks. So I'm I just, get it's just I get where you're saying overrated, it's overrated. Right? I do. And so my where I go, mm-hmm. right? It's all private, oh, right? Okay. And some people put on a good show. I don't mind saying it's a good show. Probably lasts for about an hour once it gets going at 9 p.m. But a little bit overrated. Little, yeah, right? and people were popping fireworks in our neighborhood in the city, and they're not yeah, supposed to do that yeah. like, at all. Yeah. All the dogs just, were barking. It was just too much. But, I mean, you know, I mean, you can get, like, you know, in baseball, you can get, like, three or four big-time fireworks shows, you know, right at the beginning of the season. Everyone's opening night. And so if you hit them all right and you're on a 10-game road trip at the time, right, that's three different series, three different teams, and then a weekend, it's not great. Then you get yours, and then it's July 4th, and it's Memorial Day, and it's Labor Day. Sometimes teams have it every Friday or every Saturday because people like fireworks. Uh And it's the same, in this case, it's the same, you know, if it goes 15 minutes, that's a long time. Yeah. Just overrated. No, I'm overrated. with you. I, I had my fill. It's, it's, it's just fireworks. like, I don't want to just stand here. What am I watching? Yeah, you know? exactly. like, I'm exactly. with you. I'm I mean, with you. I, I understand people like them. I just think they are... Severe. Now it is only one time a year. No, well, no right? New Year's. Oh, yeah. And you know people do it for New Year's. Yeah, they do. But that's kind of like that's a finale, right? That's okay. like a five minute finale. We're not watching thirty minutes of fireworks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. 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 Are you texting the girlfriend? What's no, going no, no. on? No, no. I'm messaging about our log. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, wait, 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 gotcha. wait until yeah, yeah. You can wait for a commercial break for that. So I yeah I, I think that they are uh, I think fireworks are overrated. All right, I understand why people like them. I kind of they got old me and you know a couple of years ago we had somebody you know the fireworks you know went the wrong way mm. and these other fireworks are really close. Yeah, that's and issue. And it's like this is this is when I was not a, ending well. When I was a dumb kid, they had kids in my neighborhood who would play firecracker wars where they would take Roman candles and yeah. shoot them at each other. I mean, we just should be kids. Yeah, yeah just but, dumb you know, stuff. Just, just, you know, right, Pierre Paul gets his thumb blown off. Yeah, 
forgot you know, about I mean, that. Come on. Uh, is it Pierre? What's it? Jason Pierre Paul? Was that who it was? I think I think that's his name. Or, yeah, Former Jason, giant. Yeah, Jason Pierre Paul. He has no thumb now. Yeah. Just just uh, four fingers. Right. Someone someone said they someone uh, firework blew up in someone's face. Oh wow. Yeah. It's just it's it's overrated. I'm um, with you. Appreciate the day. Right. I mean, it's, it's a great day. We had, you know, it was, I a love gr- it. <laughs> it was a great trip. Again, we're, you know, on a lake with, you know, and we had the local dinosaur, pl- the local dinosaur, the lo- local barbecue place. Nice. I was as full. I mean, I-, I lost four pounds, but then put on nine pounds and I was full as I ever was. And then my birthday cake came out. Nice. Could barely fit, uh, finish that. And yeah, yesterday, me and no. the girlfriend went to her friend's house because they have a pool. We right. swam. Her friend, uh, the, my girlfriend's friend's boyfriend grilled for us. Right. It was a good time. Right. Drink a little tequila. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, we may break out the tequila. Yes, sir. Uh, it's time today. to celebrate right. your birthday and yep. mine. Yep. yep. Uh, so, well, we do it on the 3rd. Yesterday, nice. I traveled. That may have been the easiest day to travel I've ever had. Outside of, outside of a three and a half hour layover, which what can you oh, do? Oh, dang. Um, I had zero layovers. And traveling back, was right. awesome because no one, everybody was traveling to their destination. Okay. No one was coming here because you got to remember Essence Fest was going on, so people were already here. Right. And people were going to their fourth location. So, well, what do you mean, no layovers? I had zero layovers the whole time I was flying this past week. Do you know what a layover is? Yeah, were you, uh, oh, oh, wait, wait. No, I meant delays. No delays. Excuse okay. me. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah. Not delays, layover. Isn't a layover where when you get there and you have to wait like an hour or two to get to your next flight? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have any of that. It was But you flew into Los Angeles. Yeah. To get to Vegas. To get to and literally right when we got to Los Angeles, we had to run to the next terminal oh, okay. to right. uh, get right. to the next flight. Okay. Yeah, for All sure. Right. All right, let's uh wanna take this call? We can, yeah. All right. Who's on the phone? I think this is Ronnie. Yeah. How y'all doing? Good, here? Ronnie. I'm not disagreeing. Or anything, I just want to, you know, kind of split the split the hairs with the opinion right here. I'm not really disagreeing, but it's not that the fireworks are over overrated for us. It's just that it's a little bit probably past our time. Put it mm. like that. Because the kids love it. The kids still love it and everything. We, I mean, we used to love it. We were younger, you know, maybe teenagers and stuff like that and all this kind of stuff. So, in that age, you know, we look at it as exciting and it's fun and everything. We couldn't wait to pop firecracker when we get it. When we were real young, our parents would get the first sure. our parents to get it. But now we didn't got older. So it's, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say it's overrated. It's kind of a little bit over us. A, a, a little a bit over point. it. Put it like put it, put it, put it that way. A little bit. We're a little bit over it. Now we got our kids with us or something. Might want to pop a little something. So we might get together and pop it with them like that. But it's not something I would do on my own without. My kids being involved to say I'm going to get a bunch of fireworks and go pop them, you know. But if I got a, my youth with me, if my youth is young enough, I got a young youth, like, you know, 10, 12, 14 years old, something like that. It's different, but my kids are grown now. But, you know, it's we kind of above it. It's not really overrated. We just kind of passed it up now. We didn't got kind of too big for fireworks. We move Good, on to well, yeah, I don't thing. know if I'm too big. You I don't say that. Like that. Just doesn't, Thank you for calling, Ronnie. Doesn't, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Ronnie. Yeah, we got to take a break. I yeah, mean, look, that could uh, be the case. That, that is fair be because I would say I, maybe that's more it. Maybe I'm just over it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. As I told you, Ronnie, for over a decade, I would have it's not one show a year, Multiple. right? In baseball, it'd be twenty shows a year. Yeah, just overrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, or, or, you... or I'm past it. So. All right, let's take a timeout. All right, we got Rob Brown from the Fan Upstate. We'll talk Clemson. We'll talk South Carolina on a Yacht Rock Wednesday afternoon sports chat. One zero three three to go. She's just 16 years old.
And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double arm kid carry. Looks like dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. My son Finn was born with congenital heart disease, causing him to spend the first eight months of his life in the hospital. During that time, he endured 10 surgeries, including an open heart surgery. Starlight Children's Foundation has played an important role in my family's life. For five weeks when he was a baby, Finn lived in a Starlight Hero wagon. You could not understand the pure joy of having him go from a hospital bed into his favorite red wagon, especially when he was so little. The support that Starlight provides to families like mine is an integral part of creating happiness at a time when there's very little to be found. Learn more about how the Starlight Children's Foundation brightens the lives of sick kids by visiting starlight.org today. What is dedication? The thing that drives me every day as a dad is Dariana. We call him Day Day for short. Every day he's hungry for something, whether it's attention, affection, knowledge. And there's this huge responsibility in making sure that when he's no longer under my wing, that he's a good person. I want him to be able to sit back one day and go, we worked together, we did a good job. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hey, y'all, I'm Kelly Clarkson. Every American dreams of creating a better life for his or her family. But in some communities, those dreams face difficult challenges. When we come together to help those in need get the same opportunities as everyone else, we truly are making our country a better place to live for all of us. So look for volunteer opportunities in your community to help others achieve the American dream, all right? This message is courtesy of the United States Air Force. I'm Shanola Hampton. I support the Feeding America network of food banks because they help provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Don't let someone get your goat. There's plenty to go around for everyone. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. Pictures from the good dudes no. and Yahtzee. Oh, it was I packed last oh, Friday. Man, I'm gonna go look on, on, their, on their Facebooks and Instagrams. Yeah, it was packed. I'm sad I missed that. Shout out to the good dudes. Sad ain't the word. Upset. Pissed. Yeah. PO'd. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to go to their next show because I like those guys. The next show is in 2024. 
Oh, I meant like uh, uh, just a normal show. Oh, like no, not, we need to see a yacht. No, rock. we need to see a yachty. I, I know yeah. what you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they couldn't have done it this Friday. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up at 4 o'clock, Ali Cosell, The Bird Rights, uh, talking Pelicans. And we got Joe Lucia talking uh, Major League Baseball again tomorrow. We could have double the dose of Raging Cajuns. Dr. Brian Maggard is going to hop on, and we're trying to schedule Gunnar Leje, who was announced. Can't be mad at that. Yeah, going to... Uh, Announced as the new pitching coordinator for other Raging Cajuns. But now we go out to South Carolina. He's the host of the mornings on the Fan Upstate. He is Rob Brown. Rob, how are you? Mr. Schultz, I am good, buddy. I'm back on air with the legend, so I'm doing something right, man. How are you? I'm doing really well. All right, what's that rivalry like, Clemson and South Carolina? Because it seems to be all one way for the good part of the last decade. I mean, it was all one way for the good part of the last decade. And then you caught a 31-30 this year. You got Shane Beamer at South Carolina, who has built up some energy within that fan base. It's been a long time since they brought out uh, Will Muschamp. And, and, you know, South Carolina was a little bit deflated. On the flip side, Dabo Sweeney has kind of built a, a, a monster that Clemson, you know, look, they go last year, they lose a game, they miss the playoffs, and it was like, you know, you, you'd have thought that the sky was falling in Clemson, South Carolina. And all of a sudden, there's a little bit of intrigue there because the question mark is South Carolina, are they going to continue to trend upwards? Can they start to become a nine-win, ten-win uh, ten team this year? And, you know, I don't think Clemson fans are necessarily panicking about the direction of this team. But, you know, they're they're going to have, I think, the over-under win total for Clemson this year is going to be set at 11. And mm. if they hit the under, there's going to be a lot of questions from Tiger fans. I mean, they're set at quarterback, right? That was an issue last year. It was. You know, look, you brought in DJ Uangwile. There was a lot of question marks about this kid, Dave. You and I have talked about him a couple of times throughout his career and what went right and what went wrong. And the answer is, unfortunately, despite all the hype around him and the fact that Dabo has, let's be real, Dabo Swinney has, has hit on far more quarterbacks than he's missed on during his time at Clemson, right? So sure. the, 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 the expectation there was that he was going to fall in line behind Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, Kelly Bryant, all these great quarterbacks that had been stacked up at Clemson, and he did. He did. He, he did not become the heir to the throne like everyone accepted, expected him to. And, you know, again, I think that was a big part of the reason because – you know, Dabo missed, and Dabo doesn't miss. And when the king misses, there's 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 discussion about it. But you know, I think at the end of the day, you're probably pointed uh, in the right direction overall. You've got uh, you've got a lot of offensive talent there at Clemson, and and again, if missing for a guy is losing a game, uh, you're in a pretty good spot. You can ask Bama. Uh, you know, if it's sure. Nick Saban. It averages one loss a year, you're still in a pretty good spot. So I think uh, I think the expectations for Clemson fans are playoff or bust, as they always are. The expectations at South Carolina are, I think, this year, let's get to nine wins. Let's make sure we win all the ones we're supposed to. You know, Georgia, Tennessee, Texas a and uh, Georgia lost, Texas A&M, Tennessee, uh, Clemson. You got a couple of toss-ups in there. If Shane Beamer can just get to the point where he's winning all the ones he's supposed to and some of the ones he's not, I think that program's in a real good direction right now. We're talking to uh, Rob Brown from the Fan Upstate. He's host of the Rob Brown Show, so it's a pretty sure that it's just a coincidence that you're the host of the show. Is that right? 
It'd have been really, really awkward naming the rights if it wasn't, Dave Schultz. That's true. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's talk about that Clemson again because it's not only the offense that was inconsistent. You know, their offensive line has been not as dominant. Their wide receivers weren't as dominant. And that defensive line, which has been so good for so long, you know, just like Alabama, right? They have four and five, four and five star new receivers, but they're not Jerry Judy or Henry Ruggs uh, third or Devontae Smith, right? It's not that they're bad, right? Or, you know, can't catch the ball. That's just they're not as good as at the guys that they replaced. And those guys that they replaced were all timers. Yeah, no, that's it, man. I think you, I think you're nail on the head there. And, and again, I do think it, I do think it started with DJ Uyunglele. If that guy was the next Deshaun Watson or Kelly Bryant, then Clemson's going to the playoffs last year because the the, the games that they dropped were games that he was either a inconsistent uh, or b that he was replaced, like the Notre Dame game. So you know, I, I think that. When you look at Clemson, although let's not pretend that they didn't have a couple of really good defensive linemen last year. You know, the New Orleans Saints are hoping that Brian Brissy is going to turn out to be the guy that they drafted him to be. Uh, that's another discussion for another time. Uh, they they have got some talent. Hey, look right now, they're, they're number, depending on what composite you look at, they're number nine in next year's recruiting class, and they've still got a couple of five stars that are out there to potentially be picked up. So Dabo's not going anywhere in the talent department for the Clemson Tigers. On the flip side, South Carolina, like I said, trending upwards. This is a team right now that is ranked number 12 in some composites in recruiting. They're waiting on the decision of Dylan Stewart, a five-star out of D.C., who is, it feels like is either going to Columbia or is going to Ohio State. And if Shane Beamer can pull a coup and land that guy, then that class is going to jump inside the top 10. And if you'd have told me at the beginning of Shane Beamer's career that within two recruiting cycles where he was fully in charge, South Carolina was going to end up with, with, a, with a top 10 class, which, again, we're not there yet. It's early. we got a long way till signing day. But if you'd have told me three years in he was going to pull a top 10 class and be ranked right up there with Dabo, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping I'm being optimistic mainly because my station smack dab in the middle of the two schools. But talk about the, the, the future possibility of a great rivalry being built up, you know? All right, so last year they were 8-5. and five. The year before they were 7-6. and six. You're saying that South Carolina only has to win nine ball games, which is not only. That's a lot when it comes to the SEC, even though it may be just the East. Well, uh, you know, I think eight is the target goal. And I think eight's reasonable. I, you know, I, again, I don't think it's unreasonable to look for eight, you look up and down the schedule. So we're going to count Georgia as a loss at Georgia, and we're going to count everybody who plays at Georgia as a loss at Georgia. You've got a handful of toss-ups. I think A&M is a toss-up. I think Florida is a toss-up. I think Tennessee is a toss-up. And I think that just about everything else, I mean, listen, you have to, and this is the one thing I said, and we talked about this on my show today. Shane is at a point where I think eight and four and a trend upward, get one game better. I think South Carolina fans will accept that, especially with next year's recruiting class. But I'll tell you what he can't do. You can't lose to Missouri again. You can't lose to Kentucky. You got to go beat Mark Stoops in Kentucky. Uh, the rest of the games are toss-ups. The, and, and if you can get two of the four games, I think, are toss-ups, you got to, I think, and again, I think Clemson's a toss up. This one back in Columbia, it's a team you beat last year. I'm going to lean Clemson. I think Clemson's going to go favored into that game without a doubt. But if South Carolina can win, say, two of the four toss up games, 
Eight and four is reasonable. I think the ceiling is probably 10 and two. That's the absolute best they can do. But I think if he can get to eight and four or nine or three with the class that he's building for next year, Carolina fans are going to be pretty happy with that. I mean, look at the schedule. It's kind of odd. They finish up. They got four home games to finish up the season. Yeah, and that's momentum, right? That's, or I should say that is a, that is a chance. For momentum, that's a real chance to build momentum, and you cap it with that game with Clemson coming to the house. Because let's be honest, even though it was the first time in a hot minute for Shane Beamer in in his second full time year to go into Death Valley to go into Clemson and get a win, took a lot of momentum out of last year, especially on the back of that Tennessee win. Now you gotta you gotta take the Florida game out. They went down to Gainesville and they got absolutely crushed. And I I, I mean to call that anything less than a disappointment. I'm not saying South Carolina should have won that game. I'm saying they could have showed up, and they didn't sure. even show up. They got racked in that game. So I think, again, what you're looking for there, or what I'm looking for, let's just say what I'm looking for. I don't want the expectations anywhere else. What I'm looking for out of Shane Beamer's squad this year is show up, right? Don't have any of those games where you disappear. Don't have any of those games where you're, you're, you're not relevant, especially against competition that you're either supposed to be above or at least on the same plane as. And, and again, look, Billy Napier at Florida so far, I think is a big question mark right now. Uh, you know, you don't know what you're getting. And knowing that we're one year away from going away from divisions, I think now's the time where you've kind of got to establish yourself in the pecking order, not just for the sake of being able to gauge Shane Beamer, but you got to establish yourself in the pecking order for the sake of taking recruiting into the next level and not just surprising everyone with the top 10 class, but getting to the point where that's more the exception or more the rule, less the exception. And not only do they finish up with four straight home games, they actually have seven games this year and only four true road games. Their first game opening up with what Drake may in North Carolina in Charlotte. That's exactly right. Right up the road at Bank of America Stadium. I will be at that game covering that one in person, and I'm very excited about it, mainly because I think that's a great litmus test, right? Like, I know in years past, anybody looking at North Carolina would have gone ahead and counted that one as a free win, but Drake May is a guy. I love watching that kid play. I think North Carolina has brought in a lot more talent the last two recruiting cycles than they have in a very long time. So I'm interested in that game. I know Vegas started putting out lines, and they've got Carolina, North Carolina. I should be very specific about that. North Carolina favored by a point and a half. I don't know if they're giving any love. Because, uh, it, it, listen, it's going to be a road game for South Carolina up there in Charlotte. That, sure. that city's going to lean blue. Uh, I think that there is going to be a, probably a 60-40. Carolina, South Carolina fans travel very well, but I think probably like a 60-40 lean in the in the crowd there. So that's a great list, litmus test, and I think that it could go a long way in establishing the pace for Shane Beamer. If they can go get that win over Drake May in the heels in Charlotte, then they've got a couple of tune-up games after that. I know they got that Georgia game staring them down. Like I said, you, you, you hate to look a team in the face and go, go ahead and count that it was a loss, boys. But Kirby Smart's building a juggernaut there. So if you can get the win against North Carolina, if you can go undefeated until you get to Georgia, as long as you come out of the other side of that Georgia game at Athens healthy, I think you've got a real opportunity to, to, to stare nine or ten wins in the face. All right, wrapping things up with uh, the uh, the fans upstate, Rob uh, Brown. How do the fans deal with each other? What what do Clemson fans think about South Carolina and South Carolina fans think about Clemson? Because 
you know, that is kind of like, uh, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, Auburn, Alabama a type of deal. Whereas here with the Cajuns and LSU, they really, they play each other in a couple of sports, but they're not really competing for the same thing. Whereas, you know, Clemson and South Carolina, in theory, are. Well, I will, I will tell you that, and I, I, I believe this. This is one of the great rivalries. And I'm not just saying this because I live here. I'm saying this because now that I've experienced it for three years living here firsthand, it's it's probably going in my top five most unappreciated rivalries mm. in college football. They're not big fans, right? Like you got Clemson fans who look at South Carolina fans as kind of yokel bums. You got Carolina fans who look at Clemson as you know they're 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 elitists, they're snobs. They look down their nose at us, and we deserve better. And you know, anytime you got one school that that doesn't just call get called little brother, but they kind of look and they, they feel like they're treated like a little brother. It gets ugly. So I will say that post Thanksgiving last year, after the 30, 31 game, the airwaves in the upstate of South Carolina were real, real entertaining uh, for those of us on the outside looking in. But like I said, I think uh, a lot of it is fired up by the fact that Carolina is on the way up. They did get that win. And now if they can get it to two and if they can get it inside of, of Willie B on their own house this year, uh, I, I think we're going to have some real, uh, some real, you know what, talk on our hands between the two. But, yeah, I think it's one of the nation's great unappreciated rivalries. And while I wouldn't put it up there with, you know, Auburn, Alabama or, or, or LSU, Arkansas, I would certainly say if you're an outsider looking in, this one's going to be worth a watch on, on Thanksgiving Saturday this year. He is Rob Brown, host of the Rob Brown Show mornings on the Fan Upstate. Uh, they are outside of uh, Clemson, South Carolina. I appreciate it there, Rob. We'll talk with you soon, my friend. Hey, if I get a chance to talk to Dave Schultz, the fiance is going in the backseat, the oh. job's going in the backseat. Wow. It is always a priority, man. It is great to talk to you, big fella. I appreciate it, my friend. Be good. Look, Dave, I don't know if Beyonce going on the back seat for you, brother. <laughs> All right. He said fiance. Oh, I thought you said Beyonce. No, 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 no. Oh. He said fiance. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, my girlfriend could go in the back seat to you, Dave. I got you. But Beyonce, Drake, I'm sorry, I can't do it. Drake's my favorite artist, number one, man. <laughs> all right. Start with that. Uh, all right. Let's take a time out. <laughs> His fiance couldn't have been listening. She would have been mad. <laughs> fiance could have been sitting in the room. Could have been, yeah. True, 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 true. All right, let's take a time out. Top of the hour, Ali Cosell is hopping on. Got to start up with a lockdown sunbelt again. There is one school mm-hmm. that is bringing in more than half of their roster that? in 2023. Ooh. Sunbelt team? Sunbelty. Ooh, tell me what it is after break. We're back after this. Dave Schultz, Linda Burton on a uh, Yacht Rock Wednesday afternoon sports chat. 1033. Let go. Hi, I'm Phil with Fox. Who else would I be? Who else would I want to be? Check this out. ABS Buck Shields and Vent Visors, WeatherTech Floor Liners, Wheels and Tires, Deck Slide Out Storage Systems. Bed covers by Rolling Lock, Retract Pro, Backflip, and Undercover. Nerf Bar, Side Steps, and Power Steps. 
Plenty of two boxes and transport tanks by UWS and WeatherGuard. Hitches, goosenecks, fifth goose, airbags, leveling kits, and spray and bed liners. Complete audio and video department and window tinting. You can get it all at Fox. Go to Fox, go to Fox, go to. My ride smells just right, just right, just right, just right. Y'all gotta try that for Bree's car. Just right, just right, just right, just right. La 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 la. With us to 40 days of consistency. All over Bree's car clips, right on your face. You know my car is my happy place. Keep that smile on my face. When it smells just right, just right, just right. Breathe happy for Breeze. Martini's 2023 Lafayette's Absolute Best Martini Competition and Teeny Tour to benefit Healing House. Hope for grieving children is in full swing. This year, enjoy signature martinis at eight local restaurants through August 15th. Enjoy a different restaurant's martini for $2 with the purchase of an entree on their featured Teeny Tuesday. Participating restaurants include Bonton Grill, Bonefish Grill, Fizo's, Mercy Kitchen, Chops Mid-City Smokehouse, Tsunami, Vestal, and Walk-Ons. Purchase the martinis a la maison package and receive two hand-painted martini glasses, a signed print by this year's glass artist, Candace Greer, and access to exciting online silent auction items. Visit healing-house.org for more information. Join us this Tuesday at Fizo's to try their absolute Southern charm martini. Martini's 2023, presented by Town Square Media, Moss Motors, Bourbon Royalty Candle Company, Advanced Piping, Linear Controls, Leading Home Care, and Delone Funeral Home. You don't plan for a computer virus. You don't plan to lose files. You don't plan to knock your laptop off the counter. And you don't plan for your PC to crash or your screen to freeze. But Staples has a plan. A plan for unlimited virus protection. A plan for help when you need it 24-7. Staples Total Support Plans are your tech plans for the unplanned, starting as low as $199.99. And although you didn't plan for this, right now at Staples you can also get $250 off select computers. N729 in-store only. See associate for details. As a dentist, I know what my patients are saying. She says her gums have been bleeding. Is there anything you can do? Try New Crest Gum Detoxify and Restore. It's professionally designed to start healing gums from day one. Crest. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the sheep sleeps tonight. It just isn't the same without the lion. Join the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance today. Visit sdzwa.org. Starlight Children's Foundation brightens the lives of sick kids like my son Finn, who was born with congenital heart disease. Learn more about Starlight by visiting starlight.org today. <laughs> Thirsty for intelligent sports talk? Sounds like you need a little goat array. 1033 The Goat. <laughs> The greatest sports talk of all time. Dave Schultz, Lynn and Burton on a Yacht Rock Wednesday afternoon sports chat. Again, Ali Cosell coming up at 4, talking Pelicans. We've got Joe Lucia talking Major League Baseball 4.30. Dr. Maggard. Scheduled to join us at 4 tomorrow from the nice. Raging Cages. All right, maybe Gunnar Leger, who has nice. officially joined uh, the program, will join us tomorrow uh, as well. So, and I know it's different. Believe you me, I get it. But I wonder, post-spring practice, on how Brian Kelly still says they're short some players. Mm. You know, when there's no rules, or the rules are, there are no rules on the amount of people you can bring in, you just can't get it to 85. And then he's somewhere along the way, Maybe it was just yesterday. I don't know. Maybe it was where I saw it, where he came out and said, give us one more recruiting class, one more cycle, and then we'll be where we, we are, 
right? We're kind of, you know, we still got some spots, meaning depth, right? He's like, if we don't get hurt, we'll be fine. But that's not the way college football works. So someone at a key position is going to get hurt that they don't have depth at. So he admits that. And he's like, you know, we'll be pretty good this year, but give us year three and then our roster will fill out. Texas State has 51 new players this year. Jeez. 51. Just so everybody knows, there's no limit because of the, uh, because of the portal for a couple of years at least and COVID. Because of, of the portal and COVID, <laughs> you get an unlimited amount of people you can bring in during one year. It used to be 25 was the limit-ish, right? We got the red shirt, we got the blue shirts, we got the gray shirts, we got the red shirts, you know. But now there is no limit as long as you do not go over that 85 scholarship limit. G.J. Kinney, uh-huh. again, has 37 new transfers, 37 transfers and 14 freshmen. Oh, Wow. I mean, if all, if, all those guys, if all of those guys, well, I mean, I, I would presume LSU going to be a little bit more selective than Texas State. But out of the 85 scholarships, he's got 51 players coming in. 51. Jeez. My goodness. Right now, usually you get the, you got about a dozen or whatever it is, 15 walk-ons or something like that. But that's a ton. That's an absolute ton of new players. Texas State not picked very high. Old Dominion not picked very high. Uh, uh, Phil Steele's magazine came out. We'll try to get him on. Uh, I, I think Old Dominion and Texas State are going to be some of the surprise teams. Maybe we'll see. I mean, there should be a quarterback battle if you got, uh, what was it, TJ Finley and Malik Hornsby? Oh, well, I okay. don't understand the whole TJ Finley. Yeah, me I neither. I feel like TJ Finley's done. I don't understand that. Uh-huh. Right? I, I get the Millie Cornsby thing because he wanted to play and he was going to have to wait another year from KJ Jefferson and really drop down a level going from the SEC to the Sun Belt. Uh, and he's going to play right away. And TJ Finley, you know, maybe he belonged in the Sun Belt all along, but you just went to a place where the kid was going to start. I don't, I don't get it. So we'll see. Everyone's going to say, well, TJ Finley didn't go there to sit on the bench. We'll see. All right, 269-1077, 269-1077. Lots of NBA drama. Love it. The NBA yeah. offseason is the absolute best because it happens. Boom, 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 boom. Right? It was like three weeks ago, we had an NBA championship. Right? Then we had the draft. Mm-hmm. Now we got free agency. All right. Uh, Dame Lillard screwed Portland, whichever way you want to look at it. it. Yes, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. We're going to talk about that. Absolutely. All right. That man man didn't run from the grind, gave Portland his all, and not my fault they couldn't build around him. Then why'd he sign a contract? We'll get into that. We'll get into that. (laughs) We'll get into that. That, All right. Because that's a fair point. (laughs) Don't sign the contract. Back after this, Dave Schultz. Lyndon Burton, Ali Cosell, uh, As the Bird Writes, coming up. Sports Chat on 103.3 The Goat. Hi, I'm Connie Britton, and I want to share with you the experience of Donna in Washington. She writes, I got injured about five years ago. I was let go when, because of the injury, I couldn't keep up with my schedule. I've tried to find other work, but I'm 68 now. No one wants to hire someone that old. 
This week is tough, though, because I had to get my tooth fixed. So I only have $10 in my checking account. But it will be okay. I at least have food because of this pantry. Millions of people face hunger. Some every day, just like Donna. The Feeding America network of food banks helps provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America, 200 food banks strong. Dan Hicks with Paul A. Zinger, welcoming you back to the Healthy Stand Classic and Zing. She has been absolutely tremendous today, but it all comes down to this shot. It does, Dan, and you couldn't ask for better conditions. 68 degrees, just a slight two mile an hour breeze and a UV index of three. This is absolutely critical. That is right. This direct exposure to midday sun could be increasing her risk to melanoma. It looks like she's making a change. Yeah, she's putting that putter back in the bag. Now let's see what she takes out. Oh, wow. It looks like she's pulling out a 15. I don't know. It looks like she's going with a 30. Strong choice. She's going to want to use the recommended SPF 30 even on a cloudy day. And notice how she's using broad-spectrum sunscreen. And a generous amount, too. Incredible. That was a masterful performance. That was pretty good, too. Stand up to cancer and Optum want to help you reduce your risk for cancer. Visit TakeAHealthyStand.org. Before I was adopted, I felt alone. I felt nervous that I wouldn't have a family. I was getting older and older. I didn't think I was going to get adopted. With help from the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption, Lexi, Connor, and Lashona now have a forever family and the foundation for a bright future. When I was adopted, it was like, wow, I get to settle, and this is permanent. After I was adopted, I felt happy. Adoption changed me for the better. I feel like I can be whoever I want to be. Every child deserves a safe, loving, and permanent home. Help the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption find forever families for children who have been lingering in foster care the longest. Learn more at DaveThomasFoundation.org. 1033 The Goat. Yeah, that's the one. K277 DQ Lafayette, 1420 KPEL Lafayette. The rumors are true. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Dave Schultz and Sports Chat are back. I'm back, baby! I'm back! One change, though. I'm sorry, that deal's now off the table. What? We live in a different world than we did just 30 seconds ago. Instead of waking you up, he's taking you home from work. Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? I'd like that. Talking Cajuns, Tigers, Saints, all of it. I am your father. Buckle up, Acadiana. I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! It's time for Sports Chat with Dave Schultz on 103.3 The Goat.